I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles, and we're getting through this. We're gonna do this. There'll be more nightmares ahead, but, but before you say screw this, let's get through this. Tom Saunders, ladies and gentlemen, with the very first rendition of uh, getting through this, uh, we're going to be, I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm wondering if we have to send ASCAP royalties. No, it's an original song. It is. Tom Saunders. And may I say, Scotty, I don't want to cut into your time uh, uh, too much, but uh, it's still a work in progress. Uh, we don't want uh, our listeners to think that that it's finished. We'll still need a, a musical accompaniment, um, some kind of a keyboard type of a thing. The last line, I think, could use some work. Uh, but overall, uh, yes, I'm very proud of this very first uh, theme music for let's get, for let it, let's get through this and 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 tell me how how does it make you feel, Scotty? Well, well it's got a gives me a song. I feel a song in my heart. And uh, by the way, that uh, with a song in my heart is from the 1929 Rogers and Hart musical Spring Is Here. I researched that. Mr. Sinatra sang it, um, and it was a musical about the life of singer Jane Froman called with a song in my heart uh, that actually won the Oscar for best original musical, which was not a category that was sustained. So a little, little bit of Leonard Malton, a little bit of uh, uh, trivia there, but uh, no, I love it, Tommy. I it doesn't seem trivial to me, Scott. No, no, no. I shouldn't even have said that trivia is a, is a subjective term. It's, it's it important. Is. It's demeaning. Yeah. This seems very important. Uh, it was certainly important to Jane Froman. Yes. Uh, uh, and, uh, yes. Uh, who had a song in her heart. Uh, Scotty, quick question. When you talk about a song in your heart, I wonder if it's an original tune or is it, say, Waterloo by Swedish 70s pop supergroup ABBA? Right. Well, no, as I said, it is actually uh, Mr. Sinatra's version of that song from the Rodgers and Hart musical. So I go back to that, not uh, taking anything away from the, the kids on ABBA. Uh, but um, I will say that I just love Wait, so you actually let me see if I understand this, Scotty. Yes. You say. When I when I ask you about the song in your heart being a musical group, ABBA, you're saying, no, you already knew what your song in your heart was. And it was a uh, it, 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 I, I didn't realize this at the time that it was uh, it was the, the the song, a song in my heart. Is that what you're saying? That's confusing. Oh, absolutely. No, that's all real with a song in my heart. I. I, I, I heard it when I wrote it, Mr. Sanson, with a song, when he did the crooning sound, with a song in my heart. And it was, um, yeah, based on... Of course, uh, you don't literally mean a song is in your heart. And, and, and I'm just saying that, you know, because in these troubled times, people are concerned about their health and underlying conditions. I'm not a heart specialist, but I just think, uh, like, literally a song in your heart may result in arrhythmia or maybe uh, an indicator uh, of of uh, some other type of maybe some kind of something's gotten in your heart of we used to call oh, them yeah. transistor radios oh yeah <laughs> now you were want... so small we thought well those things are so small uh but it could be some other device that could literally and and again you know uh, i realize you're being metaphorical um and uh and and that's why i was hoping my my um question about uh, a Swedish 70s pop group ABBA 
Why isn't that the song in your heart? Maybe that's what I should have asked. Why isn't I mean, that know, the song? Well, why is it? Why is it this nineteen thirties, nineteen twenty nine song? Yeah, I mean, well, maybe you could just just out of curiosity more than anything else. Well, I know the song uh, Waterloo, but I actually couldn't have told you that the, those lyrics "Song in Your Heart" were there. So I went right to um, Mr. Sinatra and. Uh, and that, but again, I just think one of the things we're missing right now are Broadway musicals. So it was part of our essential work that we do uh, from home. Uh, I think it was so grand, as they would say, uh, that you did kick things off with the song and there's much more music in our archives and, and, to, and to come. And, uh, uh, and but yeah. still, but surely you're not saying that having a song in your heart means that you don't wash your hands anymore. Like that, why oh, would that oh, have no, anything no, no. to and, do with that? Not only that, I it's not even sheet music in your heart. There's nothing. It literally is a metaphorical. No, especially these days. You're right. You do have to specify it. Some people would think, oh, could I, as you know, people can inject bleach. There's no injecting of songs into no. your heart. There's no forcing sheet music or. or and you would wash effort. your hands prior to that uh, anyway. That's what I'm concerned about, the washing hands. Um, well, I would say, yes. Do you yeah, still but, wash your hands? Very no, that much? doesn't change. And, and, you know, I live in. Here in New York City, and you know, when we started this podcast, March 31st, we were, you know, and for, for many weeks, this was the epicenter, a horrible uh, situation. And New York now is the best place to be, thankfully. And uh, but even knowing that, that being in the best place right now, I still, yes, I wash my hands. How, how uh, often? Exactly 100 times a day. Oh, my God. OK, so that's what I wanted to find out. When you say you wash your hands 100 times, now, is, is that an accurate uh, exact, no, it's exact. I and do I it. wonder, yeah. is it a comic exaggeration? Uh, you know, I, maybe it would be in a different time. It would have been. Uh, and that's a very so that, good, that's actually yeah. the actual because people and it's, this is so interesting because years ago, this is so funny. Years ago, that would be a comic exaggeration. Now it's the truth. Years ago, a comically large number was 100. Right. That would yeah. sell a joke back in the early half of the 20th century. I wash my hands a hundred times. The audience would roar because nobody washes their hands that many no. times. No. In the late 60s, Scott, Wags noted that a hundred times wasn't getting the laughs it once did. Comic inflation, Scotty, called mm. for a new level of exaggeration. And a hundred times became a million times. And that's why people say, ah, I've told you a million times. I can't stand ABBA. That's, that, that, well, that's true. That's, that's just, what's happened. Just, but yeah. right. But now we've gone backwards where uh, and I, but I, I do feel if I said now, see, if I wanted to go for that exaggeration, I would. Yeah. Said, yeah, I watched Men's a million times. Oh, that's funny. But I want to stress. No, that. this that's that's yeah. the news. That's yeah. the news. Yeah. This is, you've broken some news. This is probably the first time that a hundred times in this context is used not as a comic exaggeration. Uh, um, it takes a while to, you know, for these things to catch up. Um, and it's it, 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 so I, I don't know. I'm I, 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 uh, I wonder, are your hands rough? Oh, and no, red. No, great question. Tommy. I think we touched on this another time and I'm, and I'm glad to bring it up again. Uh, you know, early on, I used soft soap in the dispenser and I thought, oh, that's what you have to have soft soap. And then it wasn't available. And you know what I've settled in with, with quite happily Dove. 
with one quarter. Oh, yes. So I remember we did quarter, discuss this. Yeah, it's one Dove, quarter. Dove with one quarter uh, cleansing cream. Yeah, um, moisturizing cream. Yes. Did, did we uh, moisture? Yeah. Did we discuss um, the uh, another alternative, Baraxo? Did we? Well, uh, I'm not. What, now, what was Baraxo? Was that a? Because that sounds like a rough uh, irritant of some kind. Scotty, it, it was the roughest. My mm. dad has it in its print shop. I think they still have a dispenser. You, you, you pump your hand underneath it in this powder uh yep. that comes out uh, comes out to your hands and you and you scrub that and the powder it's not powder it's like little jagged bits of 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 some sort of super industrial soap it gets rid of the ink scotty oh well that's a printer yeah ink, uh, uh it's very difficult to wash out with dove with one quarter cleanse uh, uh moisturizer um that would never would this, yeah surface yeah well, no, so no, no. you could wash your hands a hundred times uh and it would never uh no. Um, no the times i have had gotten ink and i'm thinking how lucky i am that i'm not a printer during these times because it's in under normal times it's hard to do it and sometimes your dad probably came back to your house with ink stained hands but from a long day at work even though he tried and but now uh, that would be difficult if you had ink stained hands during a pandemic yeah uh You'd have to use the harsh, the Baraxo, uh, uh, and 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 there is absolutely not only there is there no moisturizer, Baraxo is designed to to suck up moisture and leave your hands drier than ever. The wow. moisture being the ink that had been embedded into your hands and, well, and into the glad. skin. Well, I'm glad again, as we do so often. Uh, thankful that didn't happen. I'm so thankful that yeah. I don't have ink on my well, hands and that. Dove with one quarter moisturizer cream is all I need to yeah. oh, uh, to keep know. your hands soft and, and, yeah, and I, I don't want to use the word lovely, but because I, I I I don't know if that's an appropriate word in in, in but certainly soft, soft and yeah, not nobody even a, a guy doesn't want you know who nobody wants dry hands and no. you know especially during the winter months and I'll use perhaps a hand salve, my favorite expression from Kiehl's, which is a lotion, but they call it hand salve. By the way, Kiehl's. A New York pharmacy. Well, it's actually an international name. That is now an, an international name. But it, it, yes. in my day, when I lived in New York, it was just this one pharmacy in the East Village on Second Avenue. And that was it. Yes, actually, I believe it's a First Avenue. 13th and 3rd, I believe. Third, third Avenue. Flagship. It was some Avenue. Moved. I remember it was one of those avenues. Oh, yeah. And, and the point number. being, I walk by it every day, Scotty. Oh, yes. And we've been in there, Tommy. And I, I love it. And they wear white coats and... I don't think they're medical personnel, but I trust that they are. And uh, it's a little pricey, but I, I have enjoyed it. And I still have many Kiehl's products. And Yeah, they have their uh, own product. It's an amazing little store that's now become this huge phenomenon. But it was an old pharmacy that, yeah, that yeah. made their own their own moisturizer. I remember a friend of mine who, who was uh, addicted to their lip balm and really right. thought there was something addicting in their lip balm that made him constantly <laughs> balm his lip. Can you well, imagine? And he constantly had lip balm uh, <laughs> on his uh in his pocket and um uh, never been a lip balm story this is a yeah true... well wouldn't that be a grand business idea given as i said grand now twice i've never used it in conversation no, publicly but it would be a great business idea if you could make put a little nicotine or whatever the thing would be in the for the lips but i use it in the summer months but i remember my go back to the very basic and very chapstick you know, that's when the early days. I love yeah. the 60s gals, you know, in California, mm, chapstick. And then the guys, you know, kiss her and all that. And so that's a very low tech 
thing, much less expensive, obviously. And I always remember the chapstick days and it's slightly different, but a, a moist joy. But Kiehl's is great. And it's one of the things during these times that, again, I think this could be a theme, Tommy. Others would say if this was another time, oh, they're talking about lip balm, how trivial. We're just saying right now, trivial is a ridiculous term. It's all in the mind of the beholder. Nothing is trivial if it means something to you, especially during these times, keeping your hands smooth, keeping your all that stuff is lips, uh, your lips uh, from being chapped. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. All of those things really. Are, uh, well, everything seems very personal now. Um, I, I never have current events affected us in such so many personal ways. And the COVID-19 is is doing that. And so that we it, yeah, how much soap we what kind of soap we use when we wash our hands is a real topic of real interest. Yeah. And uh, I, I only brought up Baraxo only because uh, not because I think uh, people should use Baraxo. I, I, I don't I don't uh, say that they shouldn't. It's just that I love saying that word out loud. It's not said enough. Baraxo. No, I mean, we do this on this show. We bring up and we, you know, people say, shouldn't you get some money from these companies even if they don't exist anymore? Yes. But we don't do it for that. We do it. It makes us feel good to bring up these terms that literally we could say probably again, this happens many times, no podcast in the world in any language will say Baraxo today, at least. No, no, uh, that, that's, that, that is not going out on a limb when you do that. And by yeah. the way, there's nothing really wrong with going out on a limb, providing, you know, the limb can support you. And I'm speaking metaphorically. I understand this is a metaphor, but uh, I'm just saying what the problem is when you saw the limb off, and you're on the wrong side of the saw. No, yeah, you don't want. And, you and, don't but, want that, Scott. Yeah, and, but a and, limb. I'm wondering. Yeah, no, that's could have meant a limb of a of a branch of a tree. Yeah, a branch. Just a little. A okay, because I because I think of it as going out on a limb, and it means you're resting your pinky on something, which you know that's probably not a good idea. No, that's what to, you thought that meant. I I, I did actually I. But I probably maybe I partially knew, but I'm so it's so alien to me. The yeah, I don't, I don't know if you really thought about that expression. I'm, yeah, but you no. understand, I'm going out on a limb means I'm not I'm 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 not really uh, in sure, sure footing on you know right. The maybe I'm on. It's yeah. not the same as skating on thin ice. No, no. Um, I mean, both could cause injury yeah and, both really are, and 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 from the metaphorical standpoint you're both risking something i may yeah. be going on but skating on thin ice usually is more dangerous it's more people it's more of a hey buddy you're skating on thin ice there and you're, yeah. you're supposed to go Ooh, oh i didn't even know i was skating <laughs> and now i gotta worry about how thick the ice is yeah. right? but even though going out on a limb i think it's used so often in such you know very mild things like I'm not going on a limb, but I don't think the Mets are yeah gonna right exactly have the relief it's, pitching they need. It's not you know yeah. But if you go and all this time, limb, you thought it had something to do with going out on a limb of like my arm or my pinky or something like that. Well, but I guess I didn't give it enough thought, and I didn't just, give it enough thought. See, that's that's what happens, and that's why this show is so important. Uh, yeah, no, no, it 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 has to do with tree limbs and you know branches, and you're and you're climbing out on it and. And maybe the branch is going to break from your weight, and and that's that's the, the and and hence uh, um, it's one of the most effective and 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 oft quoted 
um, cliches. And again, the person that wrote it, interestingly, that person actually invested well and did not die penniless. Oh, good, good. They use that. Yeah, that's well, that's good to know. Um, but again, it's such a hugely used cliche oh, and yeah. people don't usually yeah. pay when they use you know, I don't. I know it's the honor system, but I don't I don't yeah. send any money to when I say a cliche, I don't say, did somebody write somebody spent a lot of time writing this cliche and they should get, you know, recompense. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, or it is recompense. Where, recompense would be that. But I think we shouldn't have to take the time or go to Venmo or figure out the best way to get it. In. There should be some system. And it can yes. Be Thank you. Like royalty, yes. just say it. You know exactly because yeah. and, and 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 people don't talk even talk about like the cliche mongers and the and the and the cliche writes the people who write who write these cliche who think up these things and and um, and then they send them out into the world uh, um, and 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 people use them you know uh, 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 an apple doesn't fall far from the tree you know. Yeah, all of these. I mean, and, and first of all, talk about writing. These Do you know how long it took to break? come up with that? That's a oh, yeah. wonderful story about the cliche writer who 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 came up with that. Uh, it's the interesting fact: he was not sitting next to a tree when he came up with that. Wow. And here's another irony: he doesn't like apples. He doesn't like to eat apples that much. Isn't that wow. interesting? And the, but he still came up with that. And that's and he one still of the- came up with the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I, I'm telling you, there's, you know, there's so many, so much unsung talent that nobody ever know, nobody knows his name. I don't know his name. I just know that he didn't, he didn't actually, he wasn't near a tree when he came up with this, with the, with the cliche, you know, with that tree-based cliche, and and you know, yeah. that's that's all we really know about him, and well, what I and that he invested yeah. well and and did not die penniless. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I wonder though. You know, like with all writing, great writing, you you don't just sit down and come up with it on the spot. No. What were the failed versions or the ones on the way? And did he share it with people? Did he put some out? It's like, you know, you got to test material. Yeah. Uh, you know, in many and in all situations. So did he put it out there like the apple tends to roll near a plant? So something. And he. Put yeah, 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 there, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's it's like that. You know, never caught exactly on. That's what happened. Yeah. He, he came out with. Uh, he came out with a pomegranate doesn't fall far from the pomegranate bush. Did not catch on. No. And it freaked him out, apparently, because he was so sure everybody would be saying, well, you know, the pomegranate doesn't fall far from the pomegranate bush. And <laughs> right. He that put him into happen. a deep impression. Uh, he, you know, you think it's all, you know, great life. And, it's no. a lot of, you know, no, that was really, you know, <laughs> you, he was you a, think they have, a, they, they think they just. You know, it's so easy writing a cliche. He had to go back and he worked, I think, for something like two years before he 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 came up with the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, but that was and, a rough and, two years. And, 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 and you know, and, he didn't, yeah, exactly. he didn't know if he had it anymore. He Maybe that's it. You know, because he may have come up with other ones. Well, he was so embarrassed about the pomegranate thing, too. You yeah, know? He, yeah. And it was a thing. He had to prove that he could do this. So it's a, there's a lot of really great, you know, human interest stories behind a lot of these well, these no, uh, and people cliches and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll we'll be able to 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 mine them for for our listeners yes uh, and also because on the one hand we take these cliches or expressions and break them down and suggest they need some revisions or didn't make any sense to begin with that's one thing but we say it with love and appreciation for these phrase makers for these cliche makers uh because they put the time in they do anonymously for the most part and uh 
and, and without are, pay, you know, just completely uh, yeah, uh, without uh, any recompense because people just use these cliches and willy nilly. Yeah. And who cares who, who wrote them or, or whether they, they're getting their proper money, you know, and, and that's because it's an honor system and it always has been an honor system. And yeah, maybe see, that needs to change. Well, absolutely. And let's think of ways and get to the IT guys on it, because, you know, as a comedian, you couldn't get away with just using other people's lines, but yet no. all around the world for centuries, people just spout these things and like, yeah, like I came up with it. Yeah, the apple is wolf on the tree. That's, just, that's something I'm just saying. Like, yeah, they don't even cite the name yeah. of the person. At least you could do that. Yeah, as so as who Paul, wrote the you know, cliche, as Jay Wilson Spicklegrat <laughs> said, <laughs> yeah, exactly, or a nickname, whatever. But you're right. basically saying. Uh, this is exactly what you're saying. I came up with this line, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's exactly what you said. If I said, just in casual conversation, Tommy, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. What, what do you want to have for lunch? <laughs> that would be assuming I came up with that. Yeah, I know. You, and everybody would know you didn't because... Uh, because that's, that's known. See, it's funny how that people... Right. Kennedy, you stole that. But, but <laughs> days of phrases are the same thing. They're quotations. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. So, and, and it's not. By the way, it's interesting because as, as much as that's associated with Kennedy, it's not something that is in public usage as much as like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, I uh-huh. I, I, I very seldom would somebody say, "Hey, don't forget to ask not what your country can do for you, but <laughs> what do what your country, you know, ask what your you can do for your country." Okay, all right, buddy. You know, you never hear that. No. And then, yeah. So that's the sad thing, too. The people, I, I, the average person on the street drinking and crowded into the bars in the Southwest probably <laughs> isn't thinking that. And, uh, uh, you know, Was, and I feel, you know, I feel bad because, you know, me and us, we try to bring I do people know you. together. But I feel I saw a picture just before that disturbed me. And I don't want to yeah. feel separate. I don't want to be all go all civil war on everybody. But I no. do feel very separated from so many of these people in our country, the oblivious, the ignorant, the selfish. And I saw a picture in Houston, which is a wonderful city and wonderful people mm-hmm. live there. But it was these. And here's the conflict too: these, you know, very attractive blonde women laughing without a care in the world. No masks sitting in, inside these mm-hmm. non-ventilated places. And I bet if I were there somehow and I envisioned this scenario, Tommy, that this very attractive blonde woman, I'm, I'm sure I, I technically wasn't right for her, but let's say she love like me from our show or something said oh from the podcast that's that's very likely actually yeah very likely and said that's so cool podcast came came down from new york you're the getting through it with tom and scott guy hey why don't you join us in a a poorly ventilated indoor space (laughs) without six feet of distance between tables and no mask and and you're kind of cute too to me so yeah i know you'd have to think about it right well, sadly, I wish I could look. I, I'd love to say to you, oh, Tommy, I forget it. I'd walk right out of there and off. But <laughs> he would say, I would say, what I first would say is, can't we go to a, my voice would probably go up a little bit. Can't we go to a nice outdoor establishment with as much less risk? Oh, no, I don't like outdoors with the fumes <laughs> and of the cars. And she looks at you like, is that your voice? That's well, your that would be the Because there are people yeah. who have that, that as their. their yeah, well, she would know. Voice. I guess it wasn't because of the podcast, but she would be a little disturbed. Like, you don't talk that way all yeah. the time you're not on the show, do you? So I'd say, I assure her, no, I don't. But no. then I'd be torn because, uh, oh, come on, hang out with me and my girlfriends and this. And uh, and I'd want to, because that's part of you. Yeah, why not? That's the greatest thing in the world. But then, so it's scary thinking about this. But as I walk through this, Tommy, and our listeners, 
Uh, she would kind of go, oh, don't be a party pooper with the mask and outdoor. Come on, nothing will happen. And at that point in time, I am going to announce it. I will say, I'm sorry. I wish we'd get to know each other, but not now, not this way. Goodbye. Wow. Even saying that, I got a little misty-eyed, but I think that's the right thing to do. And now, the one scenario where she goes, you know what? That was a test. I really appreciate it. Maybe her friend goes, I'm leaving. Where are you going, dear? Uh, I'm going with him because he's right and moral and all things that are good. And we're going to go to an outdoor place that, which is very socially distant. So, wow, Scotty. The story. So this is, this is what goes through your mind as you look at these. Because uh, I think of what Gavin Newsom uh, was saying about the, the governor in California, the governor yeah. of California and, and, and about this very topic. He comes at it somewhat differently from you. Um, uh, uh, he, well, his, he's been married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. In yeah, the past, so he might come. I mean, you know, right. So he, he doesn't speak so much of the blonde women without a care in the world who want you to come into poorly ventilated rooms and, and then you wind up talking in a high Mickey Mouse like voice. <laughs> uh, um, uh, what he his angle, I guess, to use that journalistic word, I hope I'm using it correctly. You went to the Medill School of Journalism, no. so you can tell me if I'm using that right. No, but no, his that's... angle is uh, that the COVID numbers have gotten bad because people in California, my state where I live, have got a little cabin fever, he says. They've got a little cabin fever. Now, again, Scotty, we've, I, I, I discussed this before, but I don't think I've really brought this home, how when you say something is a little something, what's the point of even talking about it? If it's a little yeah. cabin fever, no, it's not a little cabin fever. If it were, people wouldn't be crawling the walls. They, and by the way, can I just say this? Very, very briefly, I have to admit, I have never crawled the walls. As long as I've been in this house since uh, March 7th, almost. Yeah. I have not crawled the walls and I, I've tried. I'm not good at it. It didn't make me feel better. It only made me feel like I should clip my nails. Well, I, yeah, the only person I've seen do it well is the great Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly in the marvelous scene from Singing in the Rain. where they Yes. Sing, they, they're dancing on the walls and the ceiling. And uh, that is that's if I could do that, then that's the kind of crawling or climbing. Yeah. If you can crawl the wall, on the wall yeah. and the ceiling. And that, saying that, that, that's yeah. and if you tell people and then I think they would stop the coronavirus. If people knew that you were crawling on the walls and the ceilings, they'd say, OK, let's put an end to the coronavirus right now. That's people are not just crawling the walls, but they're like vampires. You know, I, I don't yeah. know. I I, I, I I agree with you. I think Donald O'Connor right now. That would be the perfect person, Donald O'Connor and, and Gene Kelly, both of them. Yeah, would be, yeah, would be would thrive in this pandemic because, as you say, they they're very good at crawling walls and climbing. Yeah, and, and I'm told and climbing the, the walls and and, yeah. and this and, and looking and as great. You say, they they don't just stop at the walls. No, they they, they go the full distance on the ceiling. And they're singing, and they wear smart looking V neck sweaters with collar and a smart pleated pant and dance shoes. So uh, that's but then but Tommy, the truth is, I don't, I, maybe I'm. It's obvious. I don't know. Not very few people like Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly uh, or none really except them. And so but at first, of all, why is it always cabin fever? I mean, a cabin, first of all, could be a large, you know, a very spacious uh, uh, lodging. And 
And frankly, I've never gotten cabin fever in a cabin. I'm so no. happy to be in a cabin out in yeah. the woods. No I've cabin. never stayed in a cabin long enough because I don't yeah. want to get cabin fever. Right. And so the idea that, that you could get a cabin fever living in a, in a, in a deluxe apartment in, in, in Brooklyn or a house yeah. uh, in, in uh, Los Angeles, and I realize you live in a house as well, but I just thought I'd say apartment uh, yeah. because that's the opposite of a cabin is a high rise apartment. Right, and, right. And, 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 and uh, the, it just seems ludicrous and, and outrageous. Like you don't say uh, in pe people in cabins don't say I'm getting high rise apartment fever. They don't. They don't say that. They, but never they, say they that. certainly do. I mean, uh, we know people who uh, have very lovely apartments, but especially if you're a family and you have kids around. Uh, but but the thing is, why would feeling, you know, cabin if you feeling ah, I like to. Well, can't you go out and just do the responsible thing? I So I wouldn't even I think. I take issue with Gavin that I don't think that's the reason. I think that it's people who don't care anymore, who aren't paying attention or think, hey, it's over because we're opening up. Yep. So if you can get a tattoo. <laughs> how dangerous could it be? Yeah, exactly. So, the right? tattoo. That was, yeah. the, the, that was the ultimate bad idea of letting people have tattoos in, in, in these circumstances. And we are seeing spikes all over the country now, and especially in the Southwest. Uh, quickly, uh, another governor, uh, uh, Governor Cuomo, is saying he that that he is considering seriously forcing people from certain states with rising cases to quarantine for 14 days once they arrive at yes. New York. New York's uh, caseload has gone way down in recent yes. Well, recent I, I'm days. All, yeah. Are you are you in favor? Uh, what, what? How do you? Oh, all in favor that. that? Well, you know, early on, Florida supposedly talked about banning us. So, so now the tables are turned. Look, I wish we lived in a time where everybody, the cases have gone down, if everybody was responsible. But New Yorkers really, for the most part, have really done the right thing. They've worn the mask, they've social distance, and it's come down from this horrific numbers. And, and it's, it's a much better situation. Now, I think we should quarantine people. And not only, I would go even a step further, not to be mean. Yes, New York is wonderful, and I welcome tourism. We need tourism and lovely people from around the world. But at this point, I would be in favor of banning people from those affected states all together until the end of the pandemic, unless they sign a legal document that they will wear masks, socially distance, and not heckle at comedy clubs. Yeah. And I'd like to see them also agree that if they're gonna be in New York, whether they actually like them or not, go to Broadway shows and preferably not wearing shorts and sneakers. Uh, yeah, that would be thing. I so, think that's, that's yeah. I think that's, uh, uh, yeah, like add these riders to it. Yeah. Uh, and and yes, let's 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 get more that let's get yeah. You, I I like that, Scotty. You, you yeah. forced to attend Broadway it. shows, and yeah. and they can they can choose which Broadway show. Oh, they want unless the, unless it's sold out, and then they you know right right, and uh, also uh, that won't be till probably January, but but also they could get discounted tickets at TKTS or anywhere else. So yeah, price should not be an issue. But and look, the clothing part is the least part of it. If that's what they want to wear, but they enjoy the show. That's fine. The shorts are fine. So, well, but basically, I think you made a prescription for for a New York uh, coming back, uh, a big comeback, uh, 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 filled with joy and and uh, broad uh, and uh, people enjoying Broadway theater, whether they want to or not. And, you and know, they will that's love. That's actually it. a yeah. good a good thing because. Yeah. Look, you know what? It exposes people to Broadway theater and exposes the actors to people who don't necessarily want to be there. 
Yeah. And I think both people can learn from that experience. And both grow people. from it. And I think and the grow, odds yeah. are that even people, I don't like those kind of things, will like it. And maybe it'll make them want to wear masks even more because it's a, it's a very positive kind of a, a thing. And I think, yeah, we want new audiences in Broadway. So I would say, yes, yeah, so let's not being, and I'm, I hope to not sound like an elitist New Yorker. I'm saying come here, but just the same way all these uh, NRA people said, no, we should be able to carry our guns in public, whatever state we go to. Well, I say, if you come to our state, New York, carry yourself in the way we think you should by wearing masks, being socially responsible, socially distant, and seeing Broadway shows and not having clubs. Yeah. I don't think that's asking me too much. And it'll make no, it better. It isn't, it isn't, except, for the, except for one little part, I just want to just point out, it's not asking too much, except when you said that part about don't carry guns, carry yourself. And then I, that's, oh, I, I think, have you, if you've ever tried, and this is, it's, it's almost like a joke uh, when you think about it. Have yeah. you ever tried to carry yourself somewhere? Oh, sure. Who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't no, tried to do that? It's, and, yeah. And, and, it was a carry yourself with responsibility. Yeah. Uh, first of all, even with just carrying yourself, period, is hard. But then doing it responsibly. Right. And metaphorically, do you carry yourself with, with good, you know, yeah, with with with, uh, with dignity or something like that. I think there is that term. Yeah, um, but yeah. but I'm glad you pointed that out because I don't no, want to try to when we finish the show contorting themselves to try to carry themselves. That's yeah, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. That's not no. what we advocate. That's not no. the people we are. And no. we there's no place for for that sort of um, well, it defies physics. And then back issues, everything. Back issues, no, the back yeah. issues. And then people say, you told us to carry ourselves. Yeah. And then we'll show the tape, the yeah. audio. They know <laughs> we didn't, but that's right. The, the lawyer, they get one of those great lawyers. Well, you were certainly implying that. And, right. well, and, and, and what if they did, what if they immediately started carrying themselves before they heard your disclaimer that came uh, later in the podcast? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we're looking at a long, long protracted series of, of courtroom appearances, which we will ultimately prevail in at, when it reaches the Supreme Court. We'll be, we'll be vindicated. But uh, but I think that we don't want it to get to that point. So we hope yes, it does. carry yourself only metaphorically as well. Only metaphorically, and right. and and, and uh, what and, a lesson and, to and, and, and as an alternative to carrying guns. Yeah, uh, uh, an amazing uh, civics lesson, Scotty. Um, well, we've certainly done more time travel through the and, and and geographic travel with us still sitting in our respective homes in L.A. Well, and Brooklyn, yeah. and, uh, and uh, getting through this. And again. Thank you for the incredible musical rendition kicking off things today. Looking well, forward to more of that. It's it, it's exciting because just briefly, it's 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 a song in progress. Very usually, when we hear a songs, it's in their finished state. We never hear how a song got to be where it is, uh, 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 where you know when when it's um, played on the radio. Yeah, Th this perfect. gives us a chance to hear a theme song in progress and then give feedback. Hey, maybe I like that note. Maybe I don't like that other note, you know, yeah, and you let us hear from you. Yeah. Because normally, you know, you try it out in New Haven. This is the equivalent of that. You know, the old, you can't go to New Haven now. No. It's no, it's, you know, you got to go into quarantine for 14 days. Right. So here, this is a rare chance to get behind the scenes, to hear a theme song as it is nurtured and developed and, and created. So that's what we do uh, today. And, uh, and we'll be doing other things tomorrow. I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.